a podcast from the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. You're listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real-life conversations, and all things women's ministry, regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I am so excited to share a podcast with you today that may be a little bit surprising. Uh, I recorded this podcast earlier this year, actually at the beginning of January, and it was a podcast where I talked to my listeners on my radio program, which is called Truth on the Go uh, with Andrea Lennon. I talked to them about how often we begin our new year with a word or a phrase or perhaps a list of words that helps to bring focus and direction and maybe even evaluation into our day. And I am going to share that podcast with you today for a couple of reasons. The first reason is that, you know what, we're well into the new year. And I know that maybe like me, uh, you have experienced a, a lot of excitement at the beginning of the year when it comes to your word or your phrase or your list of words, and you were really passionate about it. But now that it's April moving into May, you know, and life is busy. There's Mother's Day, there's graduation, uh, there's summer plans, there's vacation plans, there's camps, there's all kinds of activities going on around us. It's easy to lose sight of that word or that phrase or that focus. And in the process, we just become reactive in our walks with the Lord or uh, in our day. And so I think it's really helpful for us to just draw aside and to think about the fact that we started this year with a word or with a direction or with a focus and to just stop and ask ourselves, how are we doing? For others of you, maybe you didn't select a word. Maybe you've never heard of that. Or maybe this was just a year where you felt like it was just too little too late. And so you didn't have a chance to pray about a word or pray about a direction. And so I think this is a great opportunity for you as we move into a very busy season of life to just pray and ask the Lord, what what is it that you would lay on my heart for 2019? Is there a word? Is there a direction? Is there a focus that you have for me? And to know that it's never too late to jump on board with that. And so as you listen to this podcast, yes, absolutely know that it was recorded at the beginning of this year. But let that reality drive your current listening to this podcast and know that today is a great day for a fresh start. Today is a great day for a new start and that it's never too late to hit the reset button. So as you listen to this podcast, just know that my heart for you and my heart for me is that we would be so focused on the word or the phrase or the direction that God has for us that we would not let the busyness of life or uh, the circumstances of life ever steal that focus or that direction. So as you listen to this particular podcast, just know that I'm thinking about you, I'm praying for you, and I'm so excited as you begin to think about the word God has for you right now in 2019. Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. I'm so thankful as we come to a new year. It is a new year. Can you believe it? And we have so many opportunities ahead of us. And Bethany, welcome to Truth on the Go. So glad that you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Okay, so normally Bethany and I take a few minutes before we start recording and debrief and talk and chit chat and girl talk and all the things. (laughs) But today, this is different. I came in and I said, we're doing it on a 
air. We're well, going to grab we always, it. We always say we should have recorded that conversation. And then we're like, now we have to start over. It's and, always the first uh, yeah. like, hey, how's it going? You know, yeah. and I confess something and you are like, it's OK. And, you know, we just have this great little relationship. And so we want to capture that That's for right. everyone to hear. So my confession today, I have so many. Are you ready? <laughs> Deep briefing. OK, so the first out. one, and I've already kind of mentioned this, is that I'm drinking a bottle of water and I have no idea who it belongs to. <laughs> I found it in my car and it was it was already opened, let's be honest. And I just think about the number of boys that I mm-hmm. cart to and fro and right. it's a little terrifying to me. So um, we're just going to pray over this water and hope that it <laughs> you is... You could potentially get mono from a complete stranger. I might. Somebody you that never may know. have just been in your car. That could slow me down in this <laughs> new year. It really can. It's true. It's, and I'm like the worst with keeping water bottles in my car. Like, I mean, I know you said you don't know how old that is. I'm right there with you. I've got like eight in my back seat that I'm just like, that could be months old. I hey, really Can don't you bring know. one for me next week? Because I, I may be out. I'll say it's mine. You know who you're getting it from. That's right. So like the next layer of the water story, my husband went to the grocery store for us and he picked up water because we always need water. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really have a revolving door of boys specifically <laughs> in our house. And so Gatorade, yeah. water, Dr. Pepper, Mountain Dew. I mean, it's all there. And then my sweet little LaCroix, yeah. you know, is over <laughs> to the side. Right. Which, by the way, I have a LaCroix problem. Really? I take it with me in my purse when we go to friends' houses. <laughs> like, I'll take at least two LaCroix That's how many me. you need? Yeah, for a, for a night. So one, you know, <laughs> like when we're having dinner, one for after dinner. And so over the Christmas break, we were at a friend's house and uh, they were like, hey, can you go grab something out of the refrigerator outside? It was like a, a funny joke yeah. for all of them because they had LaCroix waiting for me. Oh, that's amazing. And I was like... This is my love language. Like, well, it's a good thing it's not. Love. It's a good thing it's not anything stronger. Absolutely, because then you would definitely have a problem. There if would you've be got a two huge in your purse problem. All that's time. right. That's right. So, like, sparkling water <laughs> yeah. is my thing. So, anyway, my husband went to the grocery store to get regular water for our family, and he purchased just mistakenly like electrolyte water, and it's Ew. so nasty. Really? Yes. I don't think yes. I've ever even had that. Yeah, I don't even. He's like, did I do that? And I was like, I didn't really want to point it out, but I'm like. Since you brought it up, yeah, That's like, why you've what are you go. thinking? You've got to go. So anyway, when I went to the refrigerator this morning, electrolyte water no. or going. the unknown bottle of a 14-year-old, and I went with the 14-year-old water. So. I think that was a good move. Thank you. So um, I'll let you know how my health goes in the next couple of weeks, yeah, but hoping, hoping for the best. And then, Bethany, I, I don't even know what to say about this, but I was driving here and I'm always like four minutes late. That's fine. It's true. That's the grace period, though. It is the grace period, but I really wanted to start off with a new, <laughs> you know, bang of, of being on time at the very least, maybe two minutes early, yeah. like if I'm really going to be spiritual. But <laughs> let's be honest. Let's not set ourselves up for failure in no. this new year. And so I ran a little bit of a red light. <laughs> coming like here. You know, because if you if you're coming down Rodney Parham, which is the road I come down to get to the studio, if you get caught by one red light, you're gonna get caught by all red lights. And I appreciate and respect the law, you know. <laughs> I do. 
But um, like I just needed it to be green today and it wasn't. It was yellowish red, more towards the red than the yellow. But, you know, when I do things like that, which I hardly ever do, I think, oh, what's going to happen? You know, it's like I'm I'm terrified, but I made it. And so I'm so thankful to be here. You're here and you're in one piece That's and you're right. not in handcuffs. That's, That's right. the important That's part. Right. I've, uh, I've ran one red light in my life and I screamed the entire way through the intersection because it was a mistake. I didn't realize that it was red until it was too late to stop and I just went no like all the way through the intersection it was it was not good well let me tell you when I I knew that it was a problem was when I looked at the person in the next lane and in my heart I wanted them to go with me like I felt like if they went with me then it would be okay and they stopped and so I thought well that was probably really red (laughs) It's okay. Next time. Next time. That's right. So, you know, here we are with a new year and we're just going to confess all the things, Mm -hmm. all the things. So how are you doing as we come into the new year? I am really, really good. I had a really sweet holiday with my family and got to spend some time with um, my loved ones. And it was just really, really special. I ate way too many carbs. So I'm feeling real good. I'm feeling a little bit bloated, but fantastic. I am right there with you. And I had this idea that I would like diet over the holiday season because I thought, you know, I've got a really busy year ahead of me with lots of recordings and it would have been good to drop 10. I mean, 15 would have been awesome. Five would have been fine, you know, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm seated in front of you um, at the very least the same, if not a little bit more. But all glory to God. (laughs) All glory to God. All right. So let's just get down to it. It's a new year. And I have a question for you. Okay. Do you typically pick like a word or a phrase or a focus as you're moving into the new year? I haven't in the past, but I've actually been seeing a lot on social media, like lots of girls doing that. And yesterday I caught myself going like, well, should I have picked a word? Because, you know, we're a few days into the new year. Maybe maybe I'm a little bit late to the party. But I thought, well, maybe I will do that this year. So I haven't yet, but I, I don't know. Do you? Okay, so, you know, I'm a classic overachiever. You are. I'm pretty, pretty sure that that means something. Like I still need to do that Enneagram thing <laughs> that you've been telling me about. And so I thought we would look back to last year's list. And I picked five words last okay. year. And so my words for last year, they were gospel-centered, Bible-loving, kingdom advancing, truth clinging, Satan stomping, daughter of the king. I like it. So I'm like, let I just came out of the gates strong last year, you know, with just these power packed words hmm. that brought focus to my life. And I looked at those words regularly and they were powerful hmm. because like when you bring your circumstances in line with those words, it helps you to have clarity. It helps you to have focus and it helps you to get out of the emotion of that moment and to really go, okay, what does gospel centered look like in this? So that puts the Bible as your authority. Hmm. You know, what does truth clinging look like? And that, you know, has you look at the desires of your heart and line that up against uh, the word of God. You know, what does kingdom advancing mean in this situation, which means I'm going to put my preferences and maybe my desires and my comfort level in the back seat to what will advance God's kingdom. And then Satan stomping. I mean, come on, <laughs> let's powerful. just bring it. Right. Like, it. like, because Oftentimes, I think we ignore the enemy mm-hmm. or just pretend like the spiritual warfare element isn't there. And so let's let's just engage in battle. And so I really appreciated that list last year. Mm-hmm. And so this year I thought, well, 
what what is my word? Because typically I have one word, yeah. maybe five words, maybe somewhere in the in the middle of all of that. And I was praying over that. And I was also working on a column for a magazine that I write for. And in the process of writing that column for the new year, as well as thinking about my word, I came across a list from 10 years ago. Oh, goodness. I okay, know. a little throwback. I know, a big throwback, right? <laughs> so I came across this list, and it was a list that I made when I was writing Reflecting His Glory, which is my in-depth Bible study on Romans 12, 2. And whenever I was writing Reflecting His Glory, I came to the very last day of the study. And, you know, whenever you complete a book or you complete a study, you kind of want that last day or that last chapter or that last thought to have an exclamation mark, right? Mm. And so I, I did that, I thought, and thank the Lord, I have a writing coach and an editor. And so I sent her the last day and she is the sweetest thing. And she graciously sent it back to me and said, yeah, no, this isn't it. <laughs> Come up with something else. Yeah, like like this is definitely a dud. I mean, like, and she said it so nicely. Yeah. She's like, everything else has been, you know, very strong, and and it's bringing you to this kind of climactic point, and then like it just kind of stopped, yeah, and like yeah. there was no nothing there. And so she's like, you need to get in your prayer closet, mm. go back to the prayer closet, and figure this out. And so I was like, okay, 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 I, I want to do this again. This was ten years ago, and so you know, Romans twelve two is what reflecting His glory is all about. So mm-hmm. confronting conformity, embracing spiritual transformation, renewing the mind, testing and approving God's will. And so it's all of these like actions that we're going to work out in our sanctification process. And so I thought, well, what do you end that with? You know, Mm -hmm. because you've already made all these like decisions and you've already made all these just, yes, Lord, I need that transformation. And so I thought about Romans 12, 1, which Mm. is the verse right before Romans 12, 2. And so I started reading that and I started meditating on it and I started praying over it. And I want to just read that verse for you right now. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercies to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, for this is your spiritual act of worship. And I thought about we can't do Romans 12, 2 without really great understanding of Romans 12, Hmm. 1, which is, you know, it's really not about us. It is all about God. It's all about being a living sacrifice. It's all about like presenting our bodies holy and pleasing to him. And that's our spiritual act of worship. That surrender becomes the worship, which undergirds these actions of of confronting conformity and embracing transformation and renewing our minds and testing and approving God's will. And so I thought I need to go back and think about what would it be like for me to live a life of true sacrifice? Hmm. What would it be like if my life was placed on the altar of sacrifice and it was holy and it was pleasing to the point that it produced a sweet aroma of praise to God? And then from that place, I was able to exercise my faith in regards to Romans 12, 2. And so when we come back on the other side of the break, we're going to look at Romans 12, 1 and what it meant to me and what it can mean to you. In just a moment, Andrea will return with a final thought. If you would like to hear more of her teachings, visit andrealennonministry.org. It is the ultimate website for the girl on the go with Bible studies, video sessions, podcasts, books, and down-to-earth blogs straight from Andrea's heart. Be sure and subscribe so that you can stay connected. Again, that's andrealennon.org. Now, let's hear a final truth from Andrea. 
So we're back and we're talking about a fresh start, a fresh you in this new year. We're so excited about the opportunity to hit the reset button, the refocus button, as we take time to think about, you know, what is God doing in our lives? And I was telling a story, Bethany, on the other side of the break about how God really was moving in my heart 10 years ago as I was writing Reflecting His Glory. And I was trying to figure out how do you finish that story? How do you wrap up that study? And the Lord directed me to Romans 12, 1, which was all about and is all about just offering our bodies as a living sacrifice and how that really gets us into the mode of thinking of who we are in relationship to God instead of what we do. And it's important to think about both, but who we are ultimately fuels what we do. And so as I was thinking about how to finish up reflecting this glory, I was looking at Romans 12, 1, and I asked myself this question, what would my life be like if... Hmm. So I just started thinking about all of the struggles that I was currently having, not the pretty struggles that we like to talk about in Sunday yeah. school on Sunday morning, <laughs> right, right? Right. I'm talking about the nitty gritty struggles of who I know I was and who I knew God was calling me to be. And so I thought... I need to make a list of of those struggles and then I need to imagine what my life would be like if I was no longer bound by those chains. Hmm. If I was walking in the freedom that not only Christ provides, but his Holy Spirit empowers me to live out. And so I just sat down and without thinking, and and listen, this is a good exercise for us. We overthink a lot Mm -hmm. of times and we try to pretty up our circumstances. We try to pretty up our sin. We we, we pretty up the, the reality of our life. And so I didn't do that. I just was like, okay, the nitty gritty stuff, what would my life be like if I was not bound by these shackles, these chains, you know, and so, so I just wrote it down and I thought about how I really love to play it safe. Like, hmm. I like to talk about a life of faith, you know, but like actually living a life of faith, it's totally different. Well, you've said it before that it's easy to trust God when it's safe and when it's easy and when you're in your comfort zone, but kind of stepping out, that's when things get challenging. It is exactly when yeah. things get challenging and whenever you have to rely on him. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, what if I stopped playing it safe and what if I trusted God to be God and I trusted his promises as you know we have recorded in the word of God and then I thought about because specifically during this time frame when I was writing this list we were really strapped financially and I know so many people can relate mm-hmm. to that there there just wasn't enough like I'm just being honest I mean like we struggled to pay the bills and we were walking in obedience you know so you start going what's the deal here Lord yeah. like we're not overspending we're not you know doing anything extravagant that's right but like we we really want milk and bread and (laughs) eggs you know and and we did have eggs we had a lot of eggs (laughs) very cheap so very cheap and expensive so I started thinking about what would it be like if I stopped worrying about the finances because I spent so much time and Mm -hmm. energy on our financial situation and I thought about how you know the word of God says that some trust in chariots some trust in horses but we're going to trust in the name of the Lord our God and in that day when that psalm was penned chariots and horses that was all about resources yeah but but to let go of that so I I started thinking about what would my life be like how much more time how much more energy how much more creativity how much more peace would I have in my life Mm -hmm. if I stopped worrying about those finances and I trusted God to truly provide and 
so that that really was settling in my heart and also during this time I was launching my first Bible study and so True Vine ministry wasn't the ministry that it is today it was like Lord where where's the light switch in this dark room like where right. where are we going how do we get there what does this look like and it was a heavy deal Hmm. you know and who do you call and ask you know it was so many different things so I I thought what would my life be like if I let go Hmm. of true vine and let it become God's instead of trying to control it and then just ask him to bless it and so that was a big matter of concern for me then I thought about what would my life be like if fear was no longer a part of my vocabulary Hmm. and I truly lived by faith because you know there's a song out now that talks about how fear is a liar you know and how fear feeds us lies because it magnifies our mountain instead of magnifying our God. Mm -hmm. And so I was I was believing those lies. I was absolutely falling prey to them. And so I thought, what would it be like? Then I I moved on with my list. I mean, the list is long. What would it be like if I stopped living based on my emotions and feelings? And what if instead of being on that roller coaster and we've talked about it when life is good, I am good. God is good. But when life is bad, I am bad. God is bad. What if I got off of that? I hit the stop button on that roller coaster and I got on the steady ground of just knowing God's word and believing God's word and trusting God's word and allowing his word to be that that path for me, that light that leads me in the good times and in the bad times and in the complacent times when you're not sure what to do. And so I thought about that, like getting off of that roller coaster, what would that be like? And as you know, Bethany, and as our listeners know, you know, friendships have been a journey mm-hmm. and for me as I think they are for everyone. So I love talking about that. I want to bring that out because it is a surface level issue that has deep rooted problems, deep rooted situations in our life. And so I thought, what would it be like if I didn't force friendships? What if Mm. I, what if I just trusted God to provide and it was enough? And so I I thought about that. And then finally, and I think that this one was kind of the summation of my list. What would it be like if I lived my life with nothing to prove? Mm, That is powerful. What, what if I didn't have to prove my worth through my actions or my spirituality through my Bible studies or my parenting skills through what actions my kids did or didn't do. And instead of that, what if I just rested in Mm -hmm. who God is? And so I started thinking about that list and it was kind of like overwhelming. Well, I think that's really powerful, especially for women, because I think women have the tendency and I'm speaking for myself here, but I think we have the tendency to fall into the trap of, you know, my self-worth is based on what I'm doing and what I look like and the people I'm friends with and my connections. And there's, you know, all of those different spheres in our life. That's what we place our worth in. And and I've definitely been guilty of doing that of, you know, I place my worth in my husband or my job or my church or the people that depend on me. I think that's a big thing is like, do people need me? Because it's nice to be needed. And so that is such a trap. And I love that what you said of just what would it look like if you just lived with nothing to prove? And then it becomes like just that your life becomes a response to who God is. Mm. And then you have the ability to hear from him and to go and do what he tells you to do. And in that process, the people around you, they don't get you, they get Jesus. Right. 
you know, so that was like that freedom that I was so longing for 10 years ago. And so 10 years ago, I made this list. I published it actually as the end of the the study for Reflecting mm-hmm. His Glory. I sent it to my editor and she approved. She goes, <laughs> now this is what I'm talking about. This is vulnerability. This is authenticity. This is truth. This is challenge. This is all the things that you need to share as you're wrapping up Reflecting His Glory. And then I walked through a year of looking at that list, and it really did help shape my direction and my focus. And there was some sanctification work that came out of this list because what I did, and this is what I encouraged the women to do in the study, is that I went back through that list and I realized that there were two options in every one of those statements. There was my option, my choice, you know, my desire, my tendency, and then there was God's. And so I, in true Andrea fashion, because I am the overachiever Enneagram number something, I underlined my choice and I highlighted God's choice. And mm-hmm. every single day I looked at the list and I thought, okay, today is a new day. Mm-hmm. His His mercies are new every single morning. And it's an opportunity to choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Mm-hmm. And so every day I looked at that list and I thought, how can I forsake the underlined my choice and embrace the highlighted God's choice? So it became very practical. So whenever that fear was a liar and it was speaking to my heart or to my mind or to my circumstances, I took that thought captive. I crucified it and walked in truth, which became Romans 12, 2, mm-hmm. the transformation of the mind. So you you know, whenever you're writing a book, Bethany, whenever you're writing an, a column or you're doing something on the radio, you have no, at least I'll speak for myself, I have no idea <laughs> God's bigger plan and right. how that is going to radically change my own walk with him mm-hmm. and how it's going to be a word I need to hear first and foremost and how walking that out will then be an encouragement to others. And so I just did that for a full year. Mm-hmm. I looked at that list and I forsake my choice and I embraced God's choice and then life happens, you know, Mm -hmm. and we get busy and we have new lists and we have new struggles and we have new directions and we have new books and we have new works and and all of those things. And that's so very good. But I had forgotten about the list, quite honestly, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I teach Reflecting His Glory regularly, but I don't get into the nitty gritty of it very often. And so as I was writing the column for this new year, I thought about my word and then I came across this list and I thought, that's what I want this year to be about. Mm. I want it to be about pressing in to a list that started a work 10 years ago Mm. that I know needs to continue even in this season of life because here's what we know god is about the sanctification process right he is about continuing and completing a work that he started for me he started this work 10 years ago but he's not finished and so i think about where i was then and I was a, a hot mess. You know? <laughs> but it's full circle now. But it's full circle You're now. Back no, no, l- listen, I think about where I am now, and it's still a hot mess. <laughs> and that's okay. You're a sanctified hot mess. That's right. But listen, it's okay. Mm. It's okay. And I want to proclaim that for all of our lives because we are not perfect and we're not going to be perfect here on this earth, but we can be about the perfection process, the sanctification process. So we don't have to stay where we are. And sometimes as we enter into a new season, it is so powerful to look back so that we can know how to move ahead. Mm -hmm. And I think about that for your life. I think about that for my life. I think about that for the lives of the women who are listening 
listening right now, and here is the statement that God gave me, and we're going to flesh this out next week, so come back. Come back because we're just starting this sanctified hot mess conversation, (laughs) Bethany. But what would it be like if we went to our place of faith, right? God's choice, his call, his purposes for our life. And we went there. We forsaked our choice, our desires, our purposes. We went to the place of faith where God is calling us. And from that place, we proclaimed faith. Hmm. So we went to the place of faith. We proclaimed faith in the place of faith and we moved forward in faith. What would it be like? Like, oh my goodness, the sky is the limit. The freedom that is available to us as we go, okay, today is a new day. His His mercies are new. I am going to offer my body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. That is my spiritual act of worship. And in this moment, in this day, I'm going to crucify my choice. I'm going to embrace his choice. And I'm going to walk forward from the place of faith in faith. And we are going to just keep on keeping on. And so as you are listening today, I want you to do something, make your list. Where do you need to forsake your choice in order to embrace his choice? Imagine and dream right now, what would your life be like if? This episode of Inspire On The Go is over, but we hope you'll be back next Monday for the latest episode. In the meantime, you can visit absc.org forward slash inspire podcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with Andrea. Also, if you're in central Arkansas, you can find Andrea's radio show Truth On The Go at 93.3 The Fish and 99.5 Faith Talk Radio on Sunday mornings.